Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. I'm in the studio. I'm over today. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm over done. this week, man. I'm over this week. Yeah. I'm, well, you, about, you're getting closer and closer to running for the border, so. Yeah, but I mean, I have a few days off to get to Arizona, but then I'm working. I know you're working there, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. At least I'm working from the sun, which I'm excited True. for. True. At this point, I'm not seeing it anyway, so. Yeah. We're not going to see it for a while. You're fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Busy? Yeah, to Good. say the least. Uh, did some shopping, though, so that's nice. Oh, retail therapy. That's right. I just uh, I just finished up with my accountant today as far as how much I'm going to owe Uncle Sam, and so I'll start shopping next week. Oh, good. Not much, but I'll start shopping next week. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, guy math, where I budgeted so much where I thought I was going to owe the government, I don't owe the government that much, so then that means that's free money in between there, right? <laughs> that's how that works. I mean, you know, so, you know, ironically, I'm probably going to be going on a certain website, somebody we're going to be talking today. Actually, I want to talk, to, I will, we're going to talk about this later because I'm excited for this guest, but him and I talked about this last time. I want to see some colors. We talked, yeah, I'm going to put him on the spot. Colors for what? Uh, you know, guys, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> My bad. I want, I want some gold pedals. Oh, uh, yes, okay. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. Well, our guest this week is, uh, is Aaron Kirsten, who, who you guys remember from the, the Nürburgring episode. Also, I'm sitting in front of the door, so I'm going to get gold pedals. <laughs> You're not leaving. Even, yeah. even if it's the worst gold plastic they've ever put out, I'm getting. <laughs> I think Rustoleum does gold. The, no, I know. Yeah, so I can but hook you up. I, I, I know what I did. Rustoleum? <laughs> Rustoleum. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Good. There's orange. Sale. No, oh, believe me. Well, no. So, I, so you want the anodizing, no, the loam alloy? Well, I mean, truthfully. I would I the scroll up Dan, I would take it in the in the composite. I love. It. In fact, I've got the the I've got both composites. I've got the turquoise and the purple. The turquoise is on the the YT and the purple's on my, my Jekyll, and I love them. So like I said, I just you know if I'm going to mountain bike and, and I'm out in public, I have to look good, and the bike is is turquoise and gold. So hmm. and I've got TRP brakes and everything. So. It would actually it would be way easier in the injection molding. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. So yeah, we can color match like a 49ers helmet for you. Uh, well, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> whoa, 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 too soon. Whoa, whoa, too whoa, soon. whoa, whoa. Actually, never, never appropriate. But anyway, no. yeah. never. Um, <laughs> that's not funny ever. Can, <laughs> can, yes. Uh, actually, yeah, that could be. No, yeah, I just no. I'm, <laughs> when you have somebody who owns the company, just holding them hostage, even that gold is pretty awesome. The pebble like, tool, yeah, the pebble yeah. tool. Yeah. All right, so all okay, right. we're gonna. I'm getting it. Pe- sorry, yeah, we got to talk. Well, this hostage talk situation can go, go on later. <laughs> no, components here in yeah. a second, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Carter Automotive tip, boy, there's been a lot going on with tools this week. Yeah, I well, so as we've talked about it before, uh, there's a shop talk uh, thread that Dan and I and Megan sit on, and and. I was I had a really bad headache last night and you and Megan were going off about tools so I haven't even caught up on it yet but so we were um, talking about like so I've ordered a bunch of different tools for the trailer and stuff mm-hmm. and um one of my frustrations is I can't find a good impact accessories set now I can find impact sockets all day long and unless you're a pro it's rarely worth it for the snap-on stuff if you're a pro absolutely I'm not I'm not saying otherwise because the tolerances are worth it and, and you're talking chromolic. accessories you're talking like joints and things like that and yeah okay you joints extensions, extensions okay. things like that and yeah. um so a couple things one extensions are useful when you've got i mean they're a must-have if you've got wheels that have deep set lug nuts downside is you do lose a lot of torque when you do that like a lot a lot 15 20 sometimes wow. um so you need to get a pretty strong impact wrench on say if you've got a six lug truck those are typically 150 foot pounds to 160 uh, a small impact won't do the job so but the new stuff that's come out is more than capable. Anyway, what the problem I'm finding is though, I find one kit that is like 
semi-complete from Milwaukee. And yeah, I want to match my stuff. So I've got Milwaukee in the trailer, DeWalt in the garage. I would never want to match anything I have. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're all wearing the same sweatshirt. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so these incomplete sets, though, drive me nuts, and I can find them. Or if you do find a complete one, it's in Chrome, and so it's not impact rated. And if you've got a big half-inch impact like I do, which is a 1,000 foot-pounds, it will break it. can wow. watch the Chrome turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've true. broken them before. Yeah. <laughs> or you find one that is dirt cheap on Amazon worth 30 bucks. You're like, why is this one 30 bucks? Because it's made from the same crappy alloy that the Chrome one is. They just didn't Chrome plate it. And then you find a nice one for 70, 80 bucks, but it's missing half the stuff you need. And so it's a really, it's a frustration. So I've, I've pieced one together um, basically by adding two sets. But the fact that I can't get one all in one is really frustrating. Which frustrating. means you have a ton of extra stuff is what yes, you're saying. Yes, yeah, I have okay. so many yeah. extra tools. And they're and to the point now where they're literally kind of going in a bin saying this is just a giveaway if yeah. somebody needs them. I have, I have oh, probably 10, 10-inch extensions that are just there because they've come in every set I've ever had. I just don't need them. Yeah, but they're not, they're not for torque rent or torque. They're not for, they're not for impact. Impact, sorry. Yeah. And so, but I mean, I've got a bunch of those. I've got U joints. I've got, you know, flex sockets. I've got, I even have extra ratcheting wrenches at this point because they're 72 tooth, 90 tooth, 120 tooth. Like I have different sets. Wow. And you think like, oh, that's useful. Not really. I'm not a pro mechanic. I don't do this for a living. If I was working full time at this, maybe I would have a use for all these, but the one time a year, I think I'd rather recoup some costs and invest in some different tools. Um, spending my spending my money where it counts, though. Uh, I was t- she, this is what Megan and I were talking about last night. There was a deal on the Kinepix pliers, the Cobra pliers, which are also called water pump water pump pliers, and then the non marking pliers. I probably use those more than anything in my sets now. The non marking ones, because most of the time I'm not unless I'm dealing with suspension and brakes. I'm not. I don't really need anything high torque with those. It's usually tightening a pipe here and there, but those things are just so handy. Um, if you don't do that a lot. Um, I tell everybody that is probably the the best place to spend your money, but even the Amazon ones now, they've caught up. The the Chinesium stuff, it's not great, but if you're just needing like, I mean, it is what it is. I love the phrase Chinesium. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what alloy no, it is. I it's stamped it. yeah, with exactly. God knows what, and then you like breathe alloy on it ish. wrong. Alloy-ish. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah, technically yeah. an alloy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, true. That's true. That's it's alloy. It's a yeah, mix exactly. of things. Yeah. <laughs> mix so, of aloe plant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are a few things that you just... Like, oh man, I was doing the, the front brakes on the truck the other day. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the, the, actually remember it, the caliper bracket is sp- supposed to be torqued to 184 foot pounds. Well, mine was torqued to never going to come off without a torch, torch foot pounds. Mm. So I have. Thank the, you, Ford. Yeah. So, and this, they've never been off before. So I have the giant DeWalt, the massive impact. Like I've, I had a really good one when it first came out five years ago, never died, still works great. But then it was like, I tell everybody, this is my favorite tool. I barely use it. But when I do, it's that one thing that's going to get that thing unstuck and let me finish the job. So I have the, I don't remember the model number. Lots of ugga dugga. Yeah. Thousand foot pounds. <laughs> yeah. There break, you go. Break. Wow. And so after, and it, it, they call it, they, they joke about it, call it a VTEC because the way it works is it goes faster and faster the more you hold the trigger. So it's like up to four seconds. It doesn't seem that strong. Then above four seconds, if you're not ready, it might rip your arm off and twist it around. That's total VTech. That's yeah, awesome. It's VTech. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, <laughs> I have VTech a- powerful. <laughs> but it does ramp up. So it does ramp yeah, up. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nineties turbo. Yeah. <laughs> it has lag. <laughs> but Fair anyway, enough. yeah, if I was, if I would tell anybody that's like, there are certain tools that are just worth the money and mm-hmm. power tools are typically one of those things I'm finding more and more as I've gotten older, they're not wearing out. I just want different ones. I get you. Because yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've bought really good quality ones. So Fair enough. 
But anyway, uh, the point being, though, build your own sets when it comes to... I just knocked Nick out of frame, sorry. Build your own <laughs> sets uh, when it comes to uh, those kind of tools and just expect that. Like, you're probably not going to find everything you need in a set. And if you do, it's probably going to be thousands upon thousands of dollars. Because you, you can buy, like, a complete mechanics tool set, but a, you can get the cheap, crappy one for 100 bucks, and it's going to be cheap and crappy, and the 15 and the 16 mil are going to be close enough. Things like that. Not that I'm speaking from experience, Husky. Jerks. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. Show me on the ratchet where you got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you look at, um, even the mid tier stuff, like the gear wrench, their, their complete mechanic set is like seven grand yeah. and it's, it's nice, but it's seven grand. But again, if you're doing that for a living, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is, yeah. this, is this, this, this plays into like park tools. Like I, I go on their website and I'm like, yeah, I would love to have one of those mechanic kits, but I, I'm not that good with my bike yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, yeah. Yeah. So, and you so, get all these obscure like cone wrenches and yeah. you're just like, I don't need any of these. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're a professional team running around on the world cup circuit, absolutely. Sure. You need that, that cone wrench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, you probably don't because you know exactly what tools you need for sure. everything that's on true. the thing. And yeah. you built that custom set. Yeah. And that's, that's basically what I'm going for in the trailer is like, do I have everything I need to disassemble the car, the trailer and the truck? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, for any kind of roadside repair, can I quickly change a wheel and tire? Can I quickly like adjust some brakes if I need to on the trailer manually? Like, can I fix the wiring? Things like that. I've had to do on a, on a several road trips. Stuff happens. I hit a chicken full speed the other day. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Dan's very anti-chicken right now. We're not talking about it. Uh, <laughs> the chickens are anti-me right yeah, now. So you, like, yeah. On I-90, I hit a chicken. Not, I, still, I still don't quite understand that. Like, That's pretty bizarre. No, it flew into me too. It, like it was like fluttering over into so me, and it, it was hit. chicken suicide. Then. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. It's like a good description of a chicken flying. It yeah. was fluttering. We, yes. We will never sort know of. why the chicken crossed the road. No, we won't. <laughs> How did it not break your windshield? Is what I, I don't get. That's, yeah. It hit the hood first, and then it hit the wiper arm and the windshield all at once, and it was just a giant mess. Oh, fun! And I thought it would. I swore it broke something, so yeah. I pulled over like just the next exit, and I was like. Okay, it's a giant mess, but it didn't actually break anything. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So touchless car wash. <laughs> so if you Thank live God on I, if you're living on nine ninety and you're missing a chicken, sorry, uh, sorry, I really yeah. like chickens. I yeah. didn't mean to hurt it. No, just Dan just, likes chicken <laughs> when they're alive. Eh. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Aaron, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. If you uh, if you know Aaron's voice and you will, uh, he was on our uh, Nurburgring podcast, like at the collector car garage sure that, one? that too God. yeah yeah that place it exists that place. It used to be driver's club which i think somebody told me it might be driver's club again someday so that'd oh. be kind of cool mm, yeah. interesting hey how it's are like, you it's like prince yeah. I like this. It's branding. <laughs> uh, i'm doing well thanks for having me back it was so funny because I, w- I walked into that interview and he had on a, uh, a P&W hat. And I'm like, hey, do you, what do you know about them? And he's like, oh, yeah, I own them. I'm like, oh, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like everything you have. Well, <laughs> so, thank yeah. you. And the, uh, the pitch for a gold pedal started then, actually. It did. So this it isn't did. like a it wasn't, new thing. No, yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm pitching for everybody to have gold pedals. I'm it's not true. just pitching. You know, like I said, it's strictly an aesthetic thing. I mean, I love, I, I've had the, I've had the loam alloys. I've had the composites. I, I'm running both of the composites on the, on the Cannondale and the YT right now. And I love the pedals. So I was Damn, just, thank but, you. But That's again, awesome. if you, if you know anything about the mountain bike, we got to look good. Your bike's got to look good. You know, you know, all yeah. the stickers have got to match. It's just like our cars. So, yeah. you know, like, you know, so. motorcycles are even worse. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I like the little, uh, the trail 50 or whatever that is. Oh, that's there. our monkey. The monkey? Yeah, yeah that's our Honda badass. monkey. Yeah. We, Even we, that thing. So are those Olins? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so you guys get it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's the whole, the whole point of mountain bike. You got to you gotta color match everything. Everything's got to look good. Um, yeah. So, let's talk about this journey. How did how did PNW Components come about? How did this come about? I mean, we... Um, well, let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I grew up racing bikes. Okay. So, I grew up racing uh, BMX at first when I started when I was eight. Uh, BMX being, you know... Eight people on the track at once. Rad. Rad. There you go. Just go watch okay. Rad. You'll be yeah, fine. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was doing that. Oh, Lori um, Laughlin. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, now. Um, She'll so pay yeah. for you to get into college. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not too So late. that's what I thought was going to happen, and it didn't. But um, <laughs> so doing the BMX thing, and then a friend of mine left a mountain bike at my house. Uh, it was actually a friend's brother, and it was there for like, months and I started to ride it and he, he was fine with me riding it. He just didn't really care. And so I just got completely hooked. I was like, Oh my God, this like thing has gears. I have so, so much freedom. I can go, you know, I was probably 11 up at the time and down. I can yeah. go up and down. Yeah. I can do all the things. So for me, that was a big deal. Like it gave me a sense of freedom and I could get out there. I had really bad asthma as a kid. So, um, you know, I was able to fight through that and make it work. So it was, it was cool. Um, that then led to, uh, I was in a bike shop one day and I saw this uh, mountain bike action as a magazine. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. On the front cover, there was this bike that looked more like a dirt bike and the rider was in like full motocross gear. And I'm just like, what is that? You know? So I opened it up and there's this thing called downhill racing that had just started. And I was like, I got to figure out what that is. You know, I loved watching motocross movies and going and watching races with my dad and stuff, but we didn't, you know, I didn't have the money for, for a dirt bike. And so that was pretty much the start of it. So I just got completely hooked into downhill racing. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Um, that then led into, there's a sport called dual slalom, uh, or there was, uh, and it's kind of a mix of BMX and downhill. So they, that's brought, brought back, isn't it? It comes and goes. The, the problem is the courses take a lot of effort. Yeah. Mm. You use them for two days yeah. and then they get torn down. So they, it's, a, it's, they do it at the sea otter classic or whatever down in Monterey. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, sea yeah. otter, uh, Seattle is one of the best yeah. examples of it. Um, yeah. So we're lucky to have that. Um, so got way into that and was racing the national circuit and raced, you know, I went to a college that paid for all my racing and had a mountain bike team there and uh, worked at bike shops, did the whole thing. So anyway, backstory has been obsessed with bikes for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then after college, I ended up at specialized bikes. Um, you know, one of the three largest brands uh, yeah. globally and was a bike developer. So that was insane. That was like, holy shit, I get to do what? You know, like I remember when I got... Dream job. Well, you went to school job. for engineering then. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I Maybe always, we shouldn't be telling all these people that are riding the bikes you designed. <laughs> you got to do your own testing yeah. on these, sorry. Um, no. <laughs> I'm the door. It's yours now. <laughs> no, we... Uh, so, no, I've, I've just... I've always been in technical roles and was able to work with engineers to bring things to life. Um, my job was really being an expert in the market, customers... Uh, technical enough to work with factories and understand like what manufacturing processes we should be using and when, uh, and learned a ton while I was there, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. So I was there and then that burned me out, completely burned myself out, um, where I just, I had to get out of there. So I started, uh, left there, started a bike tour business okay. in Napa where, where I grew up. So I was doing, doing that, uh, very quickly realized like, Okay, little, t like, nope, not what I want to be doing for the rest of my Trump life. Trump tourists on bikes can be dangerous. Dude, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I, was gonna so say, yeah. I had this model where I'm like, okay, like, I know working in a shop that a lot of tourists don't have a car, like a rental car, or it's a pain in the ass for them to, like, take the bike from the shop where they rent it to the winery. So, like, how about I deliver it to them? Mm -hmm. That yeah. part was great. People were like, hell yeah, I love this. Uh, I was getting business that way. But then they start to get drunk 
and like meeting me at four then turned into six, seven, eight. And I'm just sitting there in the parking lot. I had a little GTI and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I can't leave. Like I need this bike. bike. Yeah. Uh, and so I very quickly realized like this is, isn't for me. Um, so <laughs> I need some, some hybrid of this. So I went back to work, went to Marin bikes, was head of their mountain bike program there. Uh, and then, uh, went to Amazon. Oh, so that made no sense. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's, um, we needed to move up here. Just some family health stuff was going on. So I couldn't travel anymore. I was traveling like 40% of the year, yeah. uh, doing the bike stuff, ended up at Amazon, worked in product there. It was great. Um, learned a lot, but new, you know, I don't have a tech background, so that was interesting. And then, um, wanted to get back into the bike world. So that's where I then probably shouldn't be saying this, but I wanted to then kind of leverage my time at Amazon to really figure out how do you get really good at selling products online? Uh-huh. I want to talk to like the top sellers, which happened to work out well. I was able to talk with all the folks internally and just kind of ask questions about like, how would you do this if you were to start a brand on it and, and sell well on Amazon or just a greater e-com world? Um, connected that with, wait a minute, I have all these factory connections in Taiwan that are the best in the world. Yeah. Maybe there's something here. So my original idea was just like, I'm going to get some stuff up, sell it on Amazon. It'll be a side hustle. Uh, my wife, Emily, then got involved. She's fantastic at uh, branding, like really, really strong at that anything visual going tell, on here is all her. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So she, she kills it on that. So she really, so then we kind of came to this realization of like, wait a minute, why don't we create a brand that does all the things that we want from the market, right? Like, so we want to make reliable and affordable product. We knew that was possible because of these connections with these, these factories, uh, my product development background, uh, I knew, you know, brand like specialized, you know, they're buying millions of certain parts. Like I knew what the absolute best price was for a certain type of part. Mm-hmm. That gave me a huge advantage because anyone just coming off the street, you know, they're going to mark things. The factory's going to mark it up like 50%, but I knew, right. I could go to them and be like, no, 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 no. I know I'm small, but like, I know you can do better than I that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew that. So that, that was huge. Um, and so we kind of got things going. So yeah, we wanted to, you know, create reliable, affordable product. That was the first piece. We wanted to create the best customer support in the industry. A lot of brands, unfortunately, still to this day, not so great at that. Um, and then we wanted to create a brand that was fun and not obsessed with like just racing. Um, things have changed a lot, but you know, back in 2014, 15, when we were getting the brand going, it was all about racing. It was just like the most elite levels of cycling. That's all people talked about. And it was like really alienating to a lot of customers because they're like, I don't care about racing. I just want to go have fun with my, you know, get out like once a month, once a week, whatever, and ride with my buddies and have a beer at the end. Like, I don't care about racing. So um, we want to focus on that part. Well, and I mean, coming back like, from your background and my background, like, I mean, I grew up riding mountain bikes in the, in the nineties and the fact yep. that like <laughs> following Volvo Cannondale and Missy Giovi driving, riding down a hill with a petrified piranha around her. You didn't necessarily upgrade your bike a lot. Like you kind of went into the, you went into the Cannondale dealer, the track dealer special, yep. and the bike you got was kind of like, no, 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 everything on this is good. Now you could upgrade you know, disc brakes for coming in and things like that. Yeah. And, and the spin wheels, which I don't know why anybody would ever go downhill mountain biking on spin wheels. Remember if you, if you got this out of true. So this is, this is like a carbon, I think it was it's, a it's, composite it, yeah, wheel. It's a three spoke carbon. Oh yeah. 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 I remember seeing If those. you yeah. put them in your freezer, they will come back to true. So like if they're a wobbly because you bent them or whatever, like you, but I don't know why you freeze them known. and that's how you would fix them. I wish I would have known that. And too, I wish I would have had a freezer that was big enough to put my spin wheels yeah, in. I know. Yeah. I know. It's like so, the, the meat yeah. locker, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, I mean, components weren't as, I mean, they were important and they were on a lot of the, the race bikes, you know, that you saw, but they didn't necessarily trickle down to those of us in the, the normal yeah. crowd. You know, I mean, you could go in and get Shimano. I remember XTR was, was just coming out. It was like, that Baller. was, that was it. Like yeah. if you had XTR stuff, you were the, 
best of the best. That gunmetal gray color, like that's Absolutely. iconic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, as and as I've gotten back into mountain biking in the last ten years, it it's more the bikes are great, and then the way they're built, and and the companies, and and you come to find out if you're in the mountain biking industry long enough that like one company out of Germany owns I forgot how many brands of mountain bikes. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot the name of, but they they started selling cars, and yep. now they but now it is about it's about the components. It's about changing the components up. It's really about, I mean, our days and the fact that you had three gears in the front and you had seven mm-hmm. in the rear and you have 21 and now it's like, you maybe have eight or nine now. And, and it, I think I'm a better mountain biker and have more range with those gears than I do oh, back yeah. then. So yeah, it's yeah. huge. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Then, then, you know, the, the question also became like, do we start a bike brand or the component brand? And I guess that's one thing I didn't distinguish. We only make the parts, right? So it's just, just the you know the various components, handlebars, grips, dropper seat posts, you know adjustable height seat posts, pedals, That's game things like that. By the way, like when I got back cool. in, when I got back into mountain biking, dropper posts like blew my mind. I was like, yep. I remember going to the top of a mountain and you pull your lever and slam it down and hope and hope yeah. it was down far enough. <laughs> so, and if yeah. you have if you have you know rolling hills, you're yeah. constantly stopping, lowering your seat to go down the hill, and then yep. you raise it back up to go back up the hill, and it's pain in the ass. Yeah, it's never so. in the right spot. So yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah. No, technology. Totally. Um, yeah, so that, so that was a big deal for us. Um, so our first product was a dropper and I knew I'd started to develop a lower cost dropper post while it specialized. They had an exclusive on it. So we developed it with a factory. Uh, they had an two year exclusive on it. Um, I knew that they had that technology. And so we built a product around that. And that was our first one was a combination of, uh, off the shelf parts and our own stuff. And just to our listeners, basically, while you're riding, there's a lever on your handlebars. You push the button, yep. the, the, the drop, the post drops. The also, seat post. the seat yeah, post yeah. drops. This is something you'll learn very quickly. <laughs> if it's down and you're up on your pedals and you hit the button again, it comes back, back up. up at you. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, it's <laughs> very quickly. Oh, yeah. So that's one of them. So um, essentially, that's how it got started. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been, uh, we started out of the house. I mean, I was still working at Amazon. I remember I was you know, when I first... Uh, I think one thing that's helped us is I'm very tenacious with like, uh, especially on the sales side of things. Like I, I just, I, I won't let that go. So I was able to get us into backcountry.com very early. Um, but I remember taking the final sales call with them in an Amazon conference room um, on my lunch break. Uh, and that was a very cool day. I'm like, oh my God, we got it. We got into backcountry. How cool is this? Um, and then later, you know, REI was, it was, was a really big jump for us. Um, but you know, I was doing all this on the side. Ended up leaving Amazon and Emily and I started basically an e-commerce consultancy. So we were helping people, uh, you know, optimize and, and run their Amazon store. We we're able to do, um, I'm waiting for gray to come back and stuck. <laughs> oh, the space gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just browsing the yep. website, the background here. <laughs> so so we're basically doing that on the side and that's how we paid our <clears> bills <throat> and, uh, got the brand going. But yeah, everything was out of the house for over two years and then f- things have gone absolutely crazy since then. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, if you're in the Pacific Northwest or in the mountain bike community, you know P and W. I mean, it's it's everywhere, it's awesome. yeah. which is great. I mean, we could credit your wife for that because marketing wise, it's everywhere. You know, yeah, <laughs> so, yep, 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 yep. Exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was wearing this the sweatshirt the other day. I was at Home Depot, and some guy was. Uh, we were talking about. We were waiting in line the the pro desk and talking about projects, and I was just shooting the shit with these guys about the shop and stuff like that. And he goes, when do you find time to ride? And I was like, huh? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you referencing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, the shirt. Ride what? <laughs> Cars, bikes. Like, yeah. How do you know I ride motorcycles? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, the sweatshirt. Yeah. I was like, oh, the sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. So very recognizable as a brand. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, so 
talk about, I mean, obviously you're, you're doing dropper posts. You're doing, I mean, you're, you're into clothing. You're into my favorite, one of my favorite, uh, what's the official name for the, 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 uh, the Rover hip pack, yep. which I was telling you, like, I think I use it more off my bike than I do on my bike yep. as far yep. as a yep. fanny pack. Um, I, it's just the, the components, like, do you sit there and you, 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 is it sort of like see a need, fill a need that you're going, okay, the world needs something. And by the way, it's far and above any, 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 hip pack or, or backpack I've taken while riding awesome. and things like that. So how did, let, let's, let's use that as an example. How did that come about? Yeah. I mean the hip pack, um, this is interesting. It kind of, well, I find it interesting. We'll see if you guys do. Um, so we, we were peak pandemic. Things are nuts, right? So yeah. I, I think there's no, no surprise there. This happened in a lot of industries where demand went through the roof. Supply was very limited. Uh, and then we just started to have, you know, a whole chain effect, you know, Chain reaction basically where like raw materials were non-existent, uh, labor was then short, uh, shipping delays, etc. So we're like, well, you know, we're sitting on cash. Do we cash out? Do we reinvest in growth? Do we do some combination of that? So we decided to go all in with the cash that we had from the products that we had sold uh, to develop more and expand our line. Um, <clears throat> we... We developed and launched like 20 products in one year. So that was Jeez. a wild time. That so was, just a slow launch. Too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow yeah. Launch. Like, yeah, you know sure. yeah we're just yeah. going to take it easy. Part of that, though, is we wanted to get into apparel, like technical apparel, like yeah. riding jackets, shorts, um, jerseys, and then the hip pack. Um, we made some really cool stuff. The problem with the apparel, though, is that was a whole new, uh, <laughs> a whole new playing field basically like the cost to advertise clothing you're going up against all the biggest brands that they you know obviously they have a very strong vested interest to win those bids when you're on like google ads google shopping facebook whatever it may be so our ad budget for those were super expensive um and then you're just also it's really tough to battle for floor space oh yeah because you have again dedicated brands like fox like that's all they do is clothing mm -hmm. good luck trying to get floor space when you have that going on um, they make then, a few shocks, but other than that, it's plugged. Well, even Fox Racing, <laughs> no, right? I'm so just like, kidding. yeah, yeah, there are other no, stuff. So yeah. It's just like insane, yeah. I think, right? No, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. So anyway, there's, yeah. um, yes, yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought they were, yeah, they are. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a whole other, <laughs> yeah. Like anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah. we got into apparel, and and the the hit back was part of it. We we put a lot of effort into it, but the apparel program as a whole uh, it turned into a total nightmare for us. So we we're out, we're out of that. But the 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 hit pack is one that remains because it's a really cool technical product. Uh, the vendor we hooked up with is awesome at what they do. They're incredible at what they do. They, they taught us a ton, especially around like the, the stitching and various construction of the, of the product, uh, getting like the right materials so that, you know, like for instance, the zipper is a waterproof zipper. Right. Yeah. Um, like that little detail was not as easy as you would expect to, to find. Um, and then we had a lot of things, you know, like we didn't want the straps to... We wanted them easily adjustable, but not to like come loose. But we also didn't want to make them really heavy with all these like metal latches and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so we found some really creative solutions with that. I can prove that the uh, I proved real quickly that the the zippers are waterproof because I fell in a we'll call it a crick, but it was a rather Down large crick. It was a large crick <laughs> slash river, and everything inside stayed dry. That's so, awesome, man. That's good. I actually didn't know they were waterproof until I was like, oh yeah, so yeah. But well, we uh, did yeah. it. Yeah, we we helped you with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it basically, I mean, in general, how we look at product is, is it something uh, that we think that we can put our unique stamp on, typically around ergonomics, like our handlebars, our grips, uh, pedals. That's something where, you know, we work, our engineer and product team work well, uh, work very hard on that to really dive in and make sure it's something that isn't just another 
product that you could get anywhere. Uh, and then the other thing, kind of the little test we put things through is they, they have to merchandise well together. Mm, um, yeah. So when we have grips, we want to make sure that they've come in a variety of colors that then match the other variety of colors that are pedals and our handlebars and all these things in our, lo- you know, our little dropper post lever. Yeah. We want to make sure everything matches uh, or pretty. at least yeah. you know, outfits um, well yeah. together. Good. Um, so that's where we stay away from like, there's a lot of cool little adapters and things that like go inside of the bike or make like an electronic shifting system work with a mechanical, whatever, you know, there's all, there's all types of other things we could be doing, but those don't merchandise very well. They're kind of boring and we don't get super excited about those. Well, I mean, and, and looking at your, your compound grips, I mean, and the fact that they come in a, a smaller size and a larger size for some of us that have big chunky hands and yep. it's, you know, a lot of grips don't do that. That's why totally. I think that's one of the things that initially pulled me to it. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm like Dan and I, if it's cars, if it's, if it's bikes or whatever, like I really go in and I delve into a product to make sure it's going to work for me. I mean, it's, I do like things to look nice, but, and believe me, the, the, the amount of colors and fun things that you guys have are great, but the products really work. And that's why I like it. That's awesome. why I was excited to like, kind of meet you obviously. And, you know, us living in the Pacific Northwest and the fact that like, you know, we talked to you on about your, your driving on the Nürburgring and then you you're here in town, you have a, a GT three, which you drive around. <laughs> and I think it's cool in this area, you see GT threes and Porsches with, with, you know, mountain bikes on top of them, yeah. you know, yep. park somewhere, which is cool. It's I kind of the sea sucker rack for see? Yep, yep. the exact thing. I mean, yeah. and, and I think that's kind of a cool crossover. That's why I wanted to kind of have you come in and be on the show and kind of chat and, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, I mean, mountain biking in general, I mean, I, I got into track driving in 2020, just 2020, actually, March. I was the first time I was out on the track. Um, and I didn't think much of it. You know, like, I, I loved it, obviously, and I got very into it. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't consider how quickly I was able to ramp up. And that is 100% from mountain biking background. Oh. Um, and I think the big, I've talked to friends that start around the t- same time or just, you know, remember starting out. I think the big piece is being comfortable being uncomfortable where you're out of you know you're on the limit and you're going like wow i'm going what 160 yeah, yeah. and now there's a turn you know like there's those type of things are vi- just total crossover um a lot of times as you know especially here we have a ton of wet roots and rocks that are like ice and yeah. they pop up out of nowhere and you your bike is sliding at all times and you just kind of have to deal with it right like yep. you can't control it. You, you're, you can't be that obsessed with traction control sure chaos the bike. Yeah. exactly yeah, it's controlled chaos mm-hmm. and, and there's times on track that are like that uh the, the other one too i think is just knowing when the car is actually breaking loose versus when it seems like it might be and i think a lot of people struggle to learn like train their you know their butt basically to, to mm-hmm. be able to sense in the seat like am i actually losing traction or where is that limit when can i actually get on throttle am I really sliding or is this not really a problem or maybe I'm sliding a little bit, but I'm going to catch it. It's not a big deal. Like all of that 100% crosses over to, to mountain biking. So I think that yeah. really helped me tremendously, which has been, you know, was a great thing. I'm very thankful for that actually. Yeah. Yeah. You need to drive yeah. a Corvette. Just get used to the slide all the time. Just, uh, just all day. Yeah. It's all the time. <laughs> just like, just get used to it. Power through it. I was yep. admiring your, uh, your detail in your pedals here. We're looking at the low alloy pedals and I just love the, uh, it must be what laser. That's laser etch. Yeah, yeah, laser etch into the yeah, pedals yeah. with the the logo. Laser etch is such a cool process. Yeah, it really is like magic when you watch these things. I wish I'd, I have a video on my phone of it, but it, it, you're watching this, and all you see is the surface of the material, mm-hmm. and then there's this little flame, and then a graphic comes out of it, and yeah. you're just like, "What the hell is happening right now?" It's almost like it's coming through the metal, 
but it's this laser that's shooting. And there'd down be on me it. going, I want to touch it. No, yeah. Yeah. get out of there. Yeah. How'd you lose a finger? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I just, I see it in all your products. There's just, there's a lot of nice details and details matter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, um, that's an area that we spend a lot of time just making sure that we get the, the final, like this, this multi-tool we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to feel, it's called the pebble. We yeah. want it to feel very smooth and easy in your hand. A lot of tools have a lot of like hard edges. Uh, they're very, utilitarian right mm-hmm. like it's does the job but it's not an exciting product you get stoked on um so we want to make it kind of a little more elegant you know dan and i have worked very hard when, when we're out in the cars and stuff like that to to keep our load down as far as the amount of stuff we carry tools and yeah. stuff like that yeah yeah and the pebble's interesting because i remember going when i, used, when I was a kid as a mountain bike and we'd go up and we'd do amateur races and stuff like that i might think my i filled my dad's seven series with tools and, and crap yeah, because, because you you know every bolt was a different size and everything and now it's nice that you know you can get it's it's a it's a six it's an eight it's a yep. you know and you can do derailers you can do wheels you can do handlebars you finally can do, yeah exactly well the, one pet peeve just example of that like on a stem mm-hmm. uh there's brands that will have like uh five millimeter for the steer so the vertical bolts and then on the faceplate they'll be like a four millimeter so then you need two wrenches mm-hmm. for one product that's ridiculous you don't yep. need to do that so which I mean, is fine if they build their tool into the stem they yeah, fine right? with that, but and then yeah, exactly. the person not going to do yeah. that so yeah there's, there's just a lot of those little things where it's just like that's not thoughtful for the rider yeah like that's a pain in the ass yep yeah on our on my dirt bikes back in the day I used to swap out the bolts i'd go through and change them all out to the really? same head size then go to washers that's awesome just so i could <laughs> speed disassemble the bike because mm-hmm. i'd take it apart almost every time i rode it i'd get back and wash it off and clean it up and then go through it but it was just getting those plastics off every time that's why it was worth the time to swap the bolts out totally drives me nuts that they still I'm proud about that yeah that. i had a one uh, yz125 and yeah it was a yes yeah, 8 10 12 13 yeah, yeah. then you get your axle nuts and then yeah yep. it's they've gotten better over the years companies especially actually like ktm and husqvarna where you almost no tools to take off the, the plates but it's uh yeah i wish manufacturers would clue in on that have you seen the new ducati dirt bike yes it's interesting yeah i'm curious to see how that goes i'm, it's I'm like, really waiting for the high... new triumph motorcycle or a dirt yeah bike. they're doing a dirt bike yep. yeah with uh ricky carmichael is it ricky carmichael yeah, Carmichael's yeah. On Designed the it. yeah wow yeah that's wild i yeah. think if you're i mean triumph has a, dirt, a history in dirt and I know. so i'm it's in hair scrambles, but I'm curious to see where that goes because I mean, they're not going to be able to break into the scene unless they got somebody like Carmichael out there. And at least they got somebody who knows what they're doing. I'll tell you what I've been following lately and is the new BMW, the F 900. Uh-huh. It's not their big bike, but it's a, yeah. like, that looks like it'd be a fun bike to have just for. I, BMW, I yeah. BMW did this thing where they turned motorcycling into like a large scale overlanding. And I never quite got it because like when I'm, I don't want the panniers, like I don't want the big bike, the 1200. Like, I mean, it looks comfortable. I guess if you're just doing a bunch of highway road tripping and you want to go down the occasional really well-groomed gravel road. Yeah. But, I've why would I want to go anywhere else? That's what they're for. Then. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to go climb rocks. I'm just saying the 900 looks like it would be fun. Yeah, on some of like the the, the Wabder and stuff like that. So, yeah, and just yeah. It's, yeah. at some point they got like yeah, there's they're coming back to that sweet spot where people are like, oh, the 700s and like around there, that's a really nice spot to be mm-hmm. in because yeah. then you don't you're just not so much weight to throw around because you'll quickly realize, especially if you have a shorter inseam, that if you hit a pothole wrong. That's 600 pounds you got to throw around between your legs. And it's it's fine when you're upright and cruising level. But when it starts rolling over, it's, I mean, like literally some of those bikes are the size and the same weight as a full-size Harley bagger. And they just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we always laughed about that oh on the God. scales. Yeah. yeah. It's massive amount of weight. And so like, you're not like, what'd you do? You broke your leg. What? I fell over. That is not a good way to break your leg on <laughs> a motorcycle. Let's so, get a uh, better story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, no, reduce weight. 
<laughs> that's why we ride monkeys. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's the yeah. move. Last way. Something goes wrong. As I say, you stand up, the bike goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So, go get it. So much easier. <laughs> yeah. I need one of those. Anyway. Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. I mean, Nick, you got to see Nick. I had a little. Uh, I think it was called the Trail 50 yeah, back yeah. in the day that's when where, I was a little kid. With the fold-down handlebars? That's where it started from. Or was it a Z50 with the MX-style handlebars? Might have been the Z50 then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like Honda's new version of this. Like, I mean, it's the same frame and engine as like the Grom, but it's it's more retro styling. And yeah. Then, this is a new bike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it looks that's old. 22. That's 20, awesome. 2022, 20, yeah. That's a 20. That's total like that's 70s, 70s yeah. style. So. Yeah, that's, cool. yeah, that's, that's why so I got cool. it. I just wanted something that was really cool and fun to ride around. That's awesome. I love that. I like it more than any of my big bikes. Yeah. Sounds cool. Anyway, so as somebody that's in in this in this industry, and 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 you're talking to somebody who has come from, I mean, I remember having clip-ins and codas, and like, yep. there was no such thing as just a, a flat pedal. Like everybody yeah. was in clip-ins, and I'm starting to see a lot more clip-ins come in, like as far as bike control and things like that. Because if you've been on a mountain bike long enough, you realize that even, you can be the best rider in the world, but if you if you're not able to pull up on that pedal and get that bike yep. up, which is tough to do for some people, me included it's tough like you know and like that's one of the things i kind of liked when i when i first put on the, the the composite the range pedals because i was able to really be able to get good traction to pull that rear end up and like yep. and i'm so used to, again coming with clip-ins <laughs> if you jumped the bike came with you yep so yeah yeah so th- there's a um a lot of debate about this but basically the it all comes okay so Basically, just split the market in half. About fifty people, fifty percent of the market. Clip-ins. Nope, just fifty. Yeah, just fifty people. people are clipping in. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. And they're it. all here. Yeah, uh, they spend a lot. Yeah, they spend a lot. Yeah. They're very braggy. Very braggy. Um, so they're vegan too. Yeah. <laughs> and they do CrossFit. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Definite, anyway, definite CrossFit. Definitely CrossFit. Yeah. Um, big CrossFit guys. Yep. So yeah, it's it's about fifty fifty on uh, on the market. So of the flat pedal group um basically a lot's happened so the shoes have come a long way Mm -hmm. um the soles and the material that they use for that rubber uh i don't know exactly what it is now but the compound similar to like a rock climbing shoe Mm -hmm. it was super tacky uh to the point now where pedals are like way too uh (laughs) too much grip too much grip so if you for instance are going down a hill and it's really rocky and whatever and you go to adjust your foot you can't readjust it and you're kind of locked in at that point. And so that is something we wanted to design around. Um, basically, if you look here on this side mm-hmm. profile, um, this is called convex, right? So yeah. you have the pedal shape. What we wanted to do is create a concavity with the shaping of the pins. So these pins actually um, allow the foot to sink in a little bit um, to get that grip but it's not an insane amount to where you're fully locked into that thing. Cause a really, really, really concave pedal. you the whole point is your foot really goes in there and it like morphs to the pedal. Yeah. Um, but when you then combine that with a really sticky shoe, it, in my opinion, it's just, it's way too much. It's just too much grip. It's overkill these days. Um, so that's where we, which we can be a bad thing. It sounds like it's not, it but sounds like a good thing, but it, yeah. it can be, a, it can definitely very be bad. bad. Yeah. Like you said, you can't sure. readjust quickly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. then you're kind of locked in and, and you can lose control of the bike. So that's what we want to design for. So our, our pedal is still very, I mean, you have them, they're, they're grippy, yeah, but they're not extremely. the grippiest out there. Um, because it just, again, it just seems like overkill. No, but as somebody that's coming back into this and it's really helped me with my bike control of having a little bit mm-hmm. too much grip. Mm-hmm. Say. One thing I was laughing about with these is when I was putting them on my bike and this is not something that we had back in the 90s when you put up when you put pedals on a bike in the 90s you had a pedal wrench and you had to do this yeah, yeah. Yep. and now the fact that they put a socket on the inside and yep. you can just take an allen wrench and screw it in 
reverse, but yep. like I was like, oh, this is so much nice. Yeah, it's either a, it's yeah. little things like that though. Like yeah, it's either a six or an eight mil. Yeah, uh, super easy. Yeah, yeah. I I it was I I didn't I had bought like some pedals before that didn't work out, and I was in uh, the Trek store in downtown Issaquah, and the mechanic was back there, and I watched him put it through the the, the crank, and, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, this? I was like, wait, because yeah, like again, I was so used to taking you know pedal wrench and doing this, and then you had to get on the other side and hold the pedal, it was mm-hmm. just a pain. No, it's pain in the so, ass. Yeah, and that <laughs> wrench too, if depending on the pedal design, could actually get jammed and scratch yep. a crank. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. it was oh, bad, absolutely, it was bad yeah. time. Yeah. It was a bad time. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, I think the thing that we've most recently put the most effort into is our new. We have a uh, carbon fiber handlebar. Oh uh, yeah, called the Lone Bar. So. That was a fascinating endeavor because we, we hadn't done, you know, everything we've done up until this point is metal. Yeah. Whether they're tubes or forged or whatever, uh, extrusions as well. But this handlebar is fascinating. So what we wanted to do is create a bar that had, well, just kind of backing up. Carbon's a really cool material because you can tune it for whatever application, you know, like the Boeing 787, like the wings are made out of carbon, but like the layup and the style of carbon they're going to use and what they're trying to achieve is very different than what we're trying to achieve. It's a very diverse product um, or material. Different type of flying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what we wanted to do is create a bar that had compliance. So it's able to move a little bit. So it's basically absorbing a little bit of the chatter on the trail, but it's not so floppy that when you're hitting the brakes hard and you're, 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 you know, the, the force of your body's moving forward, that the bar is all over the place, which a lot of products do. Yeah. Um, so we actually came up with a, we have a patent pending design on this where we actually change the inner shaping as well as the layup of the bar, um, to control the vertical and horizontal, um, movement of Deflex. the bar. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. So we, we did a ton of testing to get the deflection numbers, right? Deflection, meaning how much it can move. Um, we wanted to narrow in on, Vertical compliance, not horizontally compliant. Um, and you're using pre-preg with this, right? So we're using pre-preg. Our factory has the most, is, is such a cool thing how they do this. So they're making their own pre-preg in-house. So oh, I, was, wow. I was over there in November and, and uh, well, we had, our engineer lives in Taiwan. So he's able to go visit before that and vet them. But I went and viewed it. It's so cool how they do this. So they're, they have a loom, like a, like mm-hmm. a, literally like a loom, like you're making clothes. Individual strands go through this room, through a wall. They go into this, basically this, um, it's like a printing press. Uh, and they run them through. They squeeze them between two sheets of like wax paper. Um, and then they put them on this other machine that's this big roller. And that's applying the epoxy. So you're pre-impregnating mm-hmm. the, the, the sheets of carbon. They then go refrigerate them until they're ready to use them. Um, huh. Carbon is surprisingly Always volatile. eat your carbon cold. Everybody yes. knows that. Don't right. heat up your carbon. Yeah. No, 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 you don't want warm carbon. Um, but I mean, they, they keep it in a, a, a climate-controlled environment because if you just leave it out, it's, it's surprisingly volatile to the, to the elements. Interesting. Um, yep. So this stuff is really, really high quality. Um, and then it's also custom for our design, which is really rare. Like typically it's like, you want unidirectional? Do you want, you know, 3K, 4 what it, Like, you don't really have many options, but we're able to actually tune the uh, specific weave, which is insane. So That's it's, really it's cool. a, yeah, it's a killer, killer product. Yeah, and carbon's getting way better. Man, you remember when carbon first came out? Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. It you was like... Delaminate, and like, yeah. they hadn't figured out UV resistance yet. So it was like virtually it would, like one-time use. Yeah, it was horrible. Look at an old race car. Yeah, the first time yeah. I saw it was yeah. on my F40, and I, you could just see it through the paint. Right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a different type of carbon? Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's it's cool seeing it come as far as it has now, though. 
I mean, I, I enjoy seeing the stability of it and, and how, how great it is on, I mean, especially, I mean, coming into mountain bike frames and things like that, like the, the, how much weight is shaved off and the fact that like, I think my 98 Super V weighed like 46 pounds or something like that. Yeah. It was, and that was Cannondale Advanced Aluminum Design. It was or, super light so, at the yeah, time. Yeah, super light, you know, but yeah. it was, everything was steel. Mm-hmm. So the carbon is just amazing to me. And yeah, yeah. yeah first you know. ride a carbon bike, and if you've never ridden one, you're just like, what the? Yeah, yeah I'm going to break light. this. <laughs> the, they're light, and they're you know they're stiff where you want them to be. They also are compliant and, and absorb. Bom- I mean, it's, yeah, it's really incredible. Um, we've learned a lot. I'm, I'm still learning to trust my carbon rims on my YT as far as like. <laughs> I'm a little more mixed on those, yeah, because there's not a huge advantage for them. Like, they're not lighter. They came on the bike is the only reason I, I own them on the YT. They're baller. I mean, I keep them on. They're gr- no, no, yeah, I'm not getting rid good. of them, but I'm just saying like <laughs> of all things that are carbon totally. on my bike, like I'm like, that's where I'm putting the most weight on my We bike. put the most weight on it. And also yeah. the rim is the thing that's your direct connection to a rock. And if you're going to get us, you know, like a, a pinch flat or something and, yeah. it, and it hits the rim, it will crack and they don't warranty that. Yeah. Like that's just, that's not part of the, the warranty process. So you, you now, shouldn't have ridden our rims like that. Yeah. You did, you mountain biked with these I mountain I don't bike know rims? what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're saying the E13 is not going to be real good on the warranty on that? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's, it's a material. I don't, I don't totally get it for rims. I do for road bikes 100%, but yeah. for mountain bikes, uh, I'm not totally sold. A lot less I'll jumping ride them. You want to give me some, I'll totally yeah, ride them. Exactly. Sure. Not, uh, yeah, sure. Buying them, I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, you, you can get an alloy wheel set that's lighter than a carbon set, and you don't have to worry about it. So that's right. Like an Industry 9, like their Enduro 305 wheel set, it's freaking awesome. And it's all alloy. The one the, the one technology I want to look more into, and I, I don't even think I've talked to Dan about this, is the the rope spokes. They're oh, like, the bird. They're, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Like that's, they're basically... I've heard good things. They, I have you? Okay. Yeah, bird. Uh, I think it's spelled like B-E-R-D or something. But yeah, bird. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, B-E-R-D, they yeah. are literally. I mean, to me, it looks like they took nylon and just. Uh, yeah, look at these yeah, things. Yeah. They look like shoestrings. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, but the the this weight is, the is unreal. It is yeah. so light, and they're supposedly really, really strong. My uh, my friend Doug, I think, has a pair. Doug and Jamie. I, I just didn't know it. if it was it was something that was. I mean, obviously, you get even with normal spokes, you're going to get a wheel out of true. It's going to happen. Yeah. But as far as stretching, like I, I mean, I just look at stuff like on my yeah, like, like this it's, stuff stretch. It's, it's like, fabric. What's it's going fabric. On here? Like how's that going to work? Yeah, somehow it works. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard fantastic things from very reputable uh, folks. Twenty nine er sets, fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah, um, it's it's cheap. And then also, <laughs> where's the weight at? Sixteen hundred grams for for a, a heavy duty wheel set is um, absurdly light. With Just, hub, yeah. I think that's what the hub. For is. reference, yeah. that would typically be like two thousand grams. So your four hundred four hundred gram savings. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. that, that's a big gain for a wheel. It's, well, just, that's, that's un, it's unsprung weight. Like, yeah, I was gonna say unsprung weight. That's, what you that's want. where you want to. That's where you want to save it. So <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know. Anyway, so from an innovation standpoint, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. The industry as a whole is in a really brutal spot right now. Like, if anyone's looking. To buy a bike or a part, uh, th- this is the best time in the history of cycling to do that because um, the bullwhip effect that we're seeing post-pandemic is unreal, and it hit the bike industry like worse than a lot of industries. Um, you, everybody wanted a bike during the pandemic. And you everyone get wanted one, a bike, and now they're just overloaded with it. Like, yeah, they weren't. So basically, I, I think it's. It, I've been putting a lot of thought into this. So, like the traditional model uh, is a bike. Talk, not talking like components like we're doing, but bikes. You have uh, typically like you'll sell into a distributor who then is going and selling your bikes into a bike shop. The bike shop's then selling it to a rider. Um, and you have like sales reps that are going out and mm-hmm. kind of getting the news from the dealers. The information loop is so slow, right? So if you have a sales rep who's talking to the shop owner, who's like, you know, things are kind of slowing down. They then need to 
relay that message back to like the sales manager, who's then going to have like a quarterly meeting with like the procurement and supply chain team, who's going to put, you know, maybe modify forecast forecast. That's going to be on a quarterly cycle. You then go to the factory and say, Hey, what can we cancel? The factory's like, uh, nothing really. Cause <laughs> You we've already, already shipped these orders. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. so to actually make a change, the lead times for over complete bikes like nine months. Yeah, um, minimum. So then you've burned a year basically just to like get the just get an order uh, modified, which and, is insane. And I'm a big fan of being able to go into my local bike shop, my, my uh, car dealership, things like that. But now, like the YT, that was all online. Like all everything, online. I mean, you can't go in and ride the bike, which, which, but you need to do a lot of research, but I mean, they, it's not, they make great they stuff. Make great. So it's like, whatever, but, but during yeah. the pan, I mean, I got that bike was six grand and I got it for 3,500 bucks yep. during, I mean, cause it was like, Oh sure. Like, yeah, yep. yeah. Now I have two bikes, but if anybody wants to buy my other bike, <laughs> selling that, buy, there are literally yeah. brands that are offering buy one, get one, uh, free yeah. right now. That was ins- for a complete bike. Well, Benji had me looking at e-bikes the other day yeah. just for the fun of it. And just shooting shit in the car and i was shocked at how cheap they'd come because back in the pandemic it was like 10 grand 15 yeah. grand easily yeah easily yeah. they're all and like 40 percent off now yep it's insane yeah so he's like you don't, don't have to spend that much he's like you can get it or like a like really really nice bike like five six grand i was like really that's yeah. the market for these now he's like yeah i was like uh, the last you time I never have to pedal uphill again <laughs> i gotta say there's a lot of hate on e-bikes i think they're super cool uh, I don't care. I think they're great. I, I, I was one of those and then I rode one. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause you are still, that's a, the, the heat is not coming from bike. those other, those idi- other idiot bikes. The, the not, what are they? That they're strictly electric, but they look like motorcycles. The Sarong. The Sarong. The yeah. That's where a lot of the heat's coming. Cause people well, dude, are they're blowing it. They need to not do what they're doing. Yeah. Those are dirt bikes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the side-by-side market. And they're riding they're the on the sidewalk yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're riding on, on the mountain bike pass and, and go to the skate park and go into the riding on the track at the school. It's like, dude, you can't like, please stop doing that. But I think that's what it is in the fact like then yeah. they're going up the mountain bike pass that stuff that we're grunting up to get up and yeah, pushing yeah. and they're just you know going well, past it all so yeah. yeah the same argument to be said for motorcycles you, you can't put down that much torque yeah. and they do because it'll rip up the trail yeah and so there, totally. there's a there's a limit to where you can and can't use it and it, they're great actually i've ridden them they're a ton of fun but yeah it's you're exactly right it's where you ride it's, it. it's yeah. where you ride it it's yeah. just like side by sides going off trail all the time mm-hmm. nobody wants to point the finger and i want a side by side really bad but i hate the side by side community yep just like the Corvette community that I was in. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. The worst thing about owning one was being a Corvette owner. Because <laughs> then you're in that community and I just didn't have enough jorts. I don't know. That day in Monroe when you won the uh, <laughs> the award by driving in and doing nothing, that was pretty good. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Take that all day. Yeah. That yeah. Great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the technology and, and the amount of, I mean, and I haven't even learned about it as far as, you know, the, the lower hubs and, I mean, you know, the, 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 what are they there? They're gearless transmissions now that are built into the, the bottom of the hubs and things like that. Yeah, they're right in the, uh, What's the it called? it's called a mid drive. So mid-drive. it's actually okay. in the crank. crank. So it's actually up, exactly. Yeah. So the spindle of the crank actually has gearing on it. And that, uh, it, the biggest thing though is there's a power meter. So it's not just an on off switch. If you pedal more, it'll, yeah. uh, it'll, it'll, it'll apply the same amount of torque to it so it feels very natural you just feel like you're superman you're like damn yep. it, uh, these steroids are baller i can climb yeah. anything <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah like this is insane so yeah. you know and then there's a, a max speed but um they're getting really light yeah you can yeah. get an e-mountain bike uh that's like 35 pounds which is like two or three pounds more than a normal bike that's insane yep i mean it's not cheap but I no. mean, the fact that you have so many more places to go, because I mean, that's yeah. that's a big conversation we've had m- many times is that so many more places, there's fewer and fewer places to ride. I would never buy a dedicated dirt bike now. I did growing up and I loved them, but there's Same. no place to ride. I can I would have to ride, drive the closest place, I think, is the small, what's left of Reader in 
uh, you know, just outside of Sultan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like an hour, and even that only is a few trails that are that are actually dedicated. There, then it'd be Walker or Capitol Forest or Eastern Washington. Oh, yep. you're talking about something that's not a dual sport, like a true, like, like a, a true, true smoker. Bike. Okay, yeah, yeah, dirt like bike. A yeah, true yeah, dirt yeah. Bike. yeah. Okay, and like, and so it's like, what's the point now? You can't go anywhere. I mean, I guess Natchez has a few trails still, but not a lot. So with yeah. with the with e bikes, you can go forever. Yeah, everywhere. What's, what's the area so like Clay, Clay Elum, Rosland area? There's some dirt biking out there, but again, like that's that's a there's, that's there's a, a few big things day. up over Stampede uh, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, what Matawa. Um, What's the the ridge over there? Um, there's some mountain biking over there too. Two, I'm totally is that section two of the? No, there's some places. It's by the Wabder. It's okay. uh, Wabder section two. Yeah, They're out there. There's some stuff. Yeah, but stuff though. Up yeah. here for sure. Having a dirt bike's brutal. Yeah, whereas like, yeah. I mean, e bike, you can go on all the trails as long as you're doing the you know the right kind of e bike. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah, you can have a big day. I, I had one for a bit, and I uh, went out with a buddy, and we were we were doing like we would we went to uh, Raging River off of. Uh, mm. Um, what is that? Exit 27. And, um, because we knew we didn't have to preserve as much energy, uh, we're like, you know what? Let's try going right here instead of going straight. And like, we just wandered way out there. It was awesome. It was pouring rain and we rode for like three hours and we made it happen. Like I was still tired, but like, there's no way I could have done that, uh, on a, what we call the acoustic bikes. We yeah. <laughs> it's, we the getting, it's, that. it's getting uphill is the problem. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's where, you know, there is a lot of, you have to have a, a very fit body even to ride a bike downhill. I mean, it, it takes a lot, but yeah. yes. getting a bike yeah. up the hill, like, I mean, my OIT will probably never be pedaled up a hill. <laughs> it yeah, will yeah. be shuttled, but you know, yep. Yep. um, I, but I do enjoy the technology like the, with, with the Jekyll. Like, I mean, it, it's been a great climbing bike. Like, it's as pretty much amazing. as I don't like to climb. <laughs> you yeah. Know, but it's amazing with the, the suspension technology. Uh, I think it's somewhat plateaued. There haven't been big changes, but the what the engineering community has figured out around making a bike that can pedal and not have a ton of bob um, and still be supple over the bumps is incredible. It's really incredible what these guys are, what, what these folks are doing. I'm um, still learning tokens and all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for volume, yeah, volume yeah, reduction. Volume yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. nobody's put a, an electronic shock kit out, like a real good one. They have sho- it's rock ca- shocks. It's happening. It. Yeah. Rock shocks is bringing one. Uh, rock shocks they don't weigh already? anything. Rock shocks and uh, Fox has yeah. one, I'm su- I think. Well, rock shocks is on, on the market. It's really stupid expensive and it, it will learn your riding techniques. Apparently. Apparently, yeah. Oh, it's pretty that. simple. Allegedly, yeah. air quotes. I mean, the technology's been around a long time, and it works really well. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't weigh anything. Like, you, it's almost no... I mean, it's just... it's All this is electrifying the fluid in there. It's like... Yeah. It, it doesn't need much of a charge. It, like, barely a charge at all. Like, a 9-volt battery would probably do it a bicycle. What was, it, what was the catalog version called? MagnaRide or something like Mag-ride. that? MagRide. Yeah. MagRide, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same idea. Good old days. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> GM invented yeah. it with Bose. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, I didn't know that. Bose was part of that. Bose was part of that, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, what's next for uh, what's next for PNW components? Um, Yeah, give us some top secret information here. Come on! (laughs) Oh, it's it's so secret. Uh, So yeah, I mean, we have you know we have new new products coming out. I mean, for us uh, for us, the big one is it's like we released twenty products in one year. Yeah, we're gonna take some time off. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let me breathe, dude. Jesus. Um, No, yeah, new products for us and uh, trying to you know continue to expand markets. Sure. Um, We set up a fulfillment center over in the UK. Um, Europe is the big one for us. It's just, that's a really complex market for many reasons. Um, to, to really win there, you have to win over Germany. Germany influences, these are generalizations, but Germany within the bike world is very influential within the other EU countries. Um, but it's a very technical market and our form of marketing where it's very, uh, you know, 
talking about brand and your experience, mm -hmm. that kind of comes secondary in the German market. Again, generalizations, but typically they want like heavy technical marketing. Right. Where you lead with tech and then follow up with brand, as opposed to here, we lead with brand and then follow with tech. Um, so, you know, we can't just show up there guns blazing and be like, Y'all should buy this stuff. It's from America. You know, like you got to, you got to like, you got to actually get, get I don't the know. I kind of want to see that ad now. I mean, I could try it. <laughs> a lot of brands have tried yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we want to, we want to be thoughtful and do it right. Um, and then there's the logistical challenges of just now we're forecasting and ordering uh, and paying for uh, multiple areas of, of inventory. Well, and I'm, I mean, you, your name is definitely out in the, in, in the United States because I can't think of how many year-end gear videos I saw on mountain bike channels that your guys, your pedals, your grips, yeah. you know, things came up and, and they were on top of the list of, of some of the things, yeah, so, which yeah, is yeah. good. I mean, and the name is definitely out there, but there's a lot of competition out there. There's like, a lot of competition. I mean, but it's, but I, I think PNW stands out and i and I would say this if I was writing it or not, I think as a brand, it stands out there. The colors stand out, the technology stands out. I mean, there's a million Dropper posts on the market. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the loam, I've seen that on more people's bikes, not just here. I'm just saying on the on, on videos and things like that. So I think it is working, you know. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that. Thank you, first of all, and I, I think the the combination of again the the price points that we hit, the reliability, and then we also one thing I forgot to mention we we went to a lifetime warranty on all of our, pro our products um, a few years ago, and that was that was really big for us because yeah. um, again, it's like. If you're going to go all in with providing the best customer support and their customer experience you can, you know, how are you going to shortchange people who've had something for two years or a year? You know, it's just like, no, just take care of them. Like we have all the data uh, on what our warranty claims look like and we're confident in the products and we'll take care of you. Like it's just not a big deal. I was, I'm la not laughing at you doing a lifetime yeah. warranty. I was laughing at a video I saw this week of a guy's like, <laughs> it was, I forgot what the, what the, the thing was he was selling. He's like, yeah, we offer a lifetime warranty. Then we changed our phone number. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's yeah. cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. I, uh, I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's only a lifetime warranty if we break it. If you break it, yeah, it's yeah, the, like, What no were you doing? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not Did you ever get your sticker kit on your new bike, by the way? Which, the. Like ride wrap, yeah, that kind of thing. Oh, Paper. the ride! I've got ride wrap on it, and then the, the last thing that's coming is I just had new E13 stickers made for the wheels that are gold and, and ah. black. So yeah, but really went for gold. I'm surprised to hear you went for gold. <laughs> Start with me. <laughs> I'll awesome. call Germany. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. See, you know that's that's a market that I think is relatively say it's only tapped by a few, and it's not it's not crossed over enough. I'm not seeing enough. I mean, there's there's Stec, of course, with us. There's Expel, but in 3M. Yep. But I think almost I think 3M is doing is where almost everybody's sourcing their. There's their a stuff lot of from. people getting them in. I'm, I don't know where I, I went with Ride Wrap just because they were somewhat local. They're you know they're yeah. kind of based out of Whistler. Um, it was a. I will say this, they do they make a very good kit. I, I, I struggled. I mean, yep. you will struggle. I I, I mean everyone, even, everyone does. even yeah. it's it, yeah. to, to have a, a clean environment and be able to get that on there like. And I can't imagine what the guys do it <laughs> on cars and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm Especially just head tubes. Yeah. It just made yeah. me think about it. I was looking at all these parts, yeah. and the like, yeah. first thing I want to do is protect it. So, a hundred percent. Like, come I mean, on, S Tech. Both of my bikes are on. Yeah, that's, that's, I would, that's, that's what I want. I would like to see that too. Yeah, yeah. Then, so. then, speaking of life, you know, warranty and bulletproof. Like, well, and I didn't necessarily know it existed in bikes until I I bought my Jekyll and I went down to actually went down to Portland to get it for obvious tax reasons. And and as I'm checking out, the guy goes, "Okay, do you have this? Do you have this? 
what are you going to do for protection? And I was like, well, I'll wear a helmet. And he's like, not what I was talking about. <laughs> like, like, thanks for asking. Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, you find care. a helmet that fits my head. Uh, he's like, no, what about this? And so yeah. I, I did my research on it. And like I said, there's a bunch of companies out there. But I, I truthfully, I chose, chose Ride Rap because I was like, if I really screwed up, I will just drive to Whistler and be like, here, do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, totally. You know, like that's their install. But, Have you yeah. seen so that so a lot of the rental fleets were in Whistler were wrapping the entire bike in electrical tape. So imagine how tedious that is. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea was, it was before this was, you know, yeah. ride wrap was available and it protects the bikes. And then end of the season, they go sell them and they're not covered in scratches and dings. Yeah. But still, uh, you'd see these bikes and they're just wrapped and you're just like, what? Is that stolen? What's going on here? You know, they look the, terrible. Um, but it worked. Very functional. I, I mean, I had a, a minor <clears throat> crash. I, I trashed a, a bar, a, a, a grip, which was my own fault because I ripped against a tree and, I, and, I, and the whole down tube got turned. I... Peeled off the ride wrap, ordered a new piece, and it's perfect. It's brand new. So, yeah. Yeah. It's killer. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I'm going to go talk to John. He's got to do. I agree. I was budgeting. Especially in the mountain bike. <laughs> well, I was budgeting for the new truck, and it was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, do I want my whole bumper set up, or do I want S Tech? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's going to be S Tech because that's, I'm looking at my truck now. Thank God I did it. But I mean, there, there's stuff super nice. But yeah, I mean, I, it, when I hear the prices sometimes of what it costs, I'm like, what? But then you look into what it really is. I mean, it's so freaking tedious. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Watching them do the R8 down there, that, that oh, whole I can't imagine. car is covered in S-Tech. The roof is wrapped black. It's not carbon. Really? Yeah. And so it's S-Tech black on the roof. And then That's awesome. the whole car is wrapped. That's every awesome. Every single piece of it. And thank God, because I mean, just driving it back, we got one chip that they, we touched up and then so nice, so nice not to worry about These it. These low cars get wrecked. Yeah, mine came fully wrapped. I was very fortunate because then yeah. I started to look into Worth what it actually costs, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, yeah, it's not yeah, cheap." You thought mountain bikes were expensive? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just the wrap job is a whole bike. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of bikes on some place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Before we go, I want to ask you yeah, one yeah. last thing. Because seriously, we talked about it in the last episode. It's the nicest damn sweatshirt oh, and thank shirt. You. Thank you. I have. Thank I was you. like, I so I, I did. I literally, I you sent us. You were very nice enough to send Thank us you. a hoodie and, yeah, a, and a shirt. And I we were like, and I, I was like, this is awesome. Yes. So I went through and I ordered another t shirt and another long sleeve shirt and another hoodie. And I think the, the t shirts, the t shirts turned out really good. So yeah, the, the socks uh, aren't my size yet. <laughs> for, like, for anyone wanting stuff uh, made, so we work with a company called Apparel Graphics. That's the brand name, uh, and they source this stuff. Um, it, it's I, I agree. Like we really lucked out. Like they're, they're legit. <laughs> they, yeah. They're really are you, you going to keep these? Are these going to be something that are going to be available? Yeah, or? we're going to keep them going. We're going to start okay. probably add some like colors. Well, you in said there, you, but, uh, you're yeah. talking about getting out of the other apparel stuff, is what I meant. Yeah. This this we consider almost like promo. This is yeah. Oh, it is. Every I'm I'm ran the same people. Like, oh, I like your sweatshirt. Like you yeah. ride their gear. Like, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So cool. We should have worn Dan, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So last time was like, even if you don't ride, it was like just order the stuff. Yeah. This is this is the swag you you would pay for. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. So no, so we're getting out of you know like the actual writing. Got it. I mean, so you, you could write in this but yeah of the yeah. stuff that's made you know this is like dwr coded like writing jacket with various pockets and stuff we're getting out of those yeah. no i want to be uncomfortable when i'm riding because it forces me to get my ass back home this i'm too comfortable yeah yeah you're like <laughs> i don't want to get it dirty like i yeah. want it to not wick sweat at all yeah exactly uh, i want to get chafe yeah. <laughs> i want to wear jeans with no underwear I'm very anti-chafing you have different goals I mean, we have similar goals but you have different goals well, when you've been riding this long you gotta get creative you know? absolutely <laughs> how am i gonna find some pain here but anyway absolutely. um yeah 
Guys, so Aaron, thank you so much for taking yeah, your time to come in me. and talk and, and yeah, thank you, know, you guys getting to know you. It was, like I said, it was that was such an interesting thing when I saw you and you had the hat on. I'm like, what you write their stuff? And he's like, yeah, kind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you writing now? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I have a uh, I have the same bike you do. So I've got the YT two twos twos. twos um, yeah. So that's a downhill bike. Um, I'm in between mountain bikes. So actually, I, my shoulder's blown out. So I haven't been able to be mm. on a mountain bike. So I've been doing a lot of. Road riding and gravel. Mm-hmm. So I have a Trek Imonda road bike, which is like their hill climb road bike. Um, and then on the gravel side, I have a Marin Headlands, uh, which I love. Yes. It's awesome. It's a carbon gravel bike. I've got all our stuff on it. Um, thing is awesome. And then we have, we have, I mean, working in the industry, you just start to accumulate things. So we have just, at one point we had like 15 or 20 bikes, something like that. So we've kind of slimmed it down. I think we still have like 10 uh, between my, my wife and I. Yeah, you're in the industry. Yeah, you're in the industry. I mean, you literally yeah. just like, think you just start accumulating things through free samples or like this frame has sentimental value because it was like, you know, some special thing I developed. So yeah, um, yeah. I think what I want to do is start, I don't know. Put them on the wall. Put them on the wall and put like a cool frame kind of thing around yeah. them. So at least they're just, because right now they're just kind of in my basement. Well, especially from if you're doing R&D and stuff like that. That's yeah, neat. totally. Yeah. It's like, shit, I remember when we launched this with Fila Canada and then this sure. guy like lake jumped it into the water with his prototype. I don't know why he did that. And yeah, so there's a lot of stories behind it. <laughs> water testing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Water testing. Important stuff for bicycle. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming I in. We really appreciate it. Yeah, taking the time and, and, and thank you for making a great product and I look forward to riding with it. Much for a lot longer. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Thank you. Uh, for this episode of the Avance Podcast, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.